Welcome to From the Factory Floor, the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Carowitz, and today you used to have Lunchables. Now we've got Quarantinables. Zlatan is, oh my God, is Zlatan just Zlatan? <sighs> and Don Garber finally blows it. So sit back, relax. It's time for From the Factory Floor. Welcome, everybody. Uh, joining us, as always, uh, our good friend, caught, caught in Ohio, Zach Wassink. Hello, hello, Midwest. Save Zach. us all. Save us, for the love of God. Get us out of here. And Mr. Smarty Pants, who's stuck, in, stuck with me here in the Northeast, Jason Slossi. <laughs> how's it feel to be, hello. how's it feel to finally be, like, we're, like, three weeks ago, I tell you, you're going to want to be in New York, you're going to want to be in New Jersey. Anybody believe in that one? Well, here we are, kids. So, well, Zach, your your thoughts and prayers, buddy. Thoughts and prayers. Nah, appreciate it. Thanks. Um, so, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with apparently the food, <laughs> the MLS food? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like I don't even know what the latest update is with Nashville. Other than they were still waiting for test results back. Well, five tested de- positive. Five for sure. Four are inconsistent. Um, we're entering this weird phase right now, or re-entering, I guess, with American sports, where you've got the Texas Rangers coming out and saying that Joey Gallo basically flips a coin on whether or not he tests negative or positive, depending on the last test he took, which, I mean, is bringing up a lot of questions about is the protocol on if these guys can provide two negative tests in, across 24 hours, is that good enough? Are they still infectious? I mean, I have no idea. No one does, right? So that, I mean, they made the right call. MLS made the right call by pulling SC Dallas out. We'll see what happens with Nashville. The latest I saw, there was some good news on Tuesday that everyone LA Galaxy passed, so they're fine. Yeah. But uh, LAFC are waiting and that's it. So we'll, you know. We'll see. I mean, I thought I, I thought I saw that they canceled the game for yesterday. Or tomorrow, they, I mean. Yeah. Oh, the Nashville one. Yeah, that's postponed. Yeah, Nashville's. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're. I mean, I can't see when they'll play. This is how the Red Bulls are going to win it. That's no right. one's going to show up. They're already down there, and they're just going to be de facto champions. Listen, I. You know what? I am, and I am not lying, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm much more interested in the food situation. <laughs> so if I well, understand, un- unfortunately, it's not yeah. as funny as a story as you want it to be. Well, no, I it's 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 funny. It's not funny, haha. It's funny, like this is the world we live in, where professional athletes are on a per diem of eighty five dollars a day. Oh yeah, they're not paying <laughs> for it themselves, thank God. Right. But they're getting supposedly eighty five dollars a day worth of food in a luxury resort. And this food is like the fucking fire festival. I mean, literally, it's like. A, well, they a are sh- still getting. They're still getting catered meals, though. It's not. That's the. So as I understood it, the box that ever that went like viral was just for the quarantine, like right when they got there, right away, right. Oh. And then yeah, and now like once everybody passes, like. Now they're on like the regular. Oh, someone, okay. All yeah, right, someone enough. who works, uh, someone who works for Orlando SC is in the bubble, and they were tweeting about it. That yeah, it looks bad, but it's like it was for like twelve hours. It oh. wasn't as bad as they. That's only now. I don't know. Dallas had been in quarantine right the whole time, and they'd only met during Zoom. My assumption is that was their daily meal. I think, right. but I don't know for sure. And then who was it that tweeted about the cold breakfast that arrived an hour late? Oh, yeah, I missed that one. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't see it. Yeah, it was somebody like in Toronto, one of the right. a big players. I mean, it's like, it's sad. It's sad. That, um, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's going to be real bad. Uh, and we'll start. You know, NWSL uh, so far seems to be okay, yeah, except you've got, you've got some club employees who need to get off Twitter. Instead of telling people during a worldwide pandemic that they've got to spend an extra six bucks to watch their product, which I think like isn't your place to do, to tell me whether or not I'm buying CBS All Access, which I'm not going to use other than to watch NWSL. But you know, I get it. You're 
you've got to be a shill for your, your bosses, but maybe get off the internet. So throw it's, that out there. This is, they, you know what? They, it just blew goes it. to show you. Yeah, they blew it. <laughs> they, they blew it. It. It, it. And the funny thing is with a good product, they brought out a good product. Great People, product. It was, yeah. it was every, every match I watched, I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. I, yep. I said it before, I'll say it again. As opposed to other women's games where sometimes, sometimes it's a pale imitation of the men's game. In, in women's soccer, that is one thing where that is 100% absolutely not the case. It is a completely different game. And it is th- when it's played well, it is thoroughly enjoyable. Like, oh, my God. And they blew it. Yep. I mean, you thought you thought Don Garber, you thought Don Garber was Galaxy Brain, but nope, kids, it was the people behind NWSL. Well, we'll see. Hold on, let's uh, let's see what happens before we yeah. maybe uh, before we maybe say things we can't take back. <laughs> <laughs> see if they play uh, on all Wednesday. Game, all, I mean, all games will be on CBS now for free. There they go. <laughs> there you go. That'd be great. Hey, well, I mean, I don't know. There's still probably soap operas on CBS at twelve thirty, right? I don't know. I have to assume that they're still going on. But they they tape those like a year in advance or something. So yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, got me, you guys. It's uh. So what do we got? We got games on Thursday, right? Well, there's still one on Wednesday. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, oh, or that's right, Orlando and uh, Beckham. Inter-Beckham. Yeah, Inter Inter Beckham FC play on Wednesday. So. Yeah. All right, that should be moderately interesting. And then hold on, I, I just I'm looking on the interwebs these these interwebs you are telling me about, and oh NYCFC versus Philly that'll be one to oh it'd be interesting to see what NYCFC is is looking like. Um, but Philly, is it will be interesting to see what everyone's looking like. It was only two match days. Like I you know, and so. LAFC, Carlos Vela is out, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's um, everyone's on restart basically. I my favorite video so far was the video of Dax McCarty in quarantine. Oh my god, be a quarterback. I had a real good time with that, but I think the guys are a little broken. So I'm curious to see like who comes out firing. Um, I guess Bradley Wright Phillips really crushed the tournament though tonight, huh? In his media availability, said like we shouldn't be playing. Basically, oh, I that saw that, at, say that. I saw it at like nine fifty. I was like fifteen minutes before we got on here, so I'd have to look up the whole quote. But I, he's talked about it. Um, oh gosh, from Philly Philadelphia Union, I can't think of his name. He hit out at it. But the best tweet of the day belongs to former New York Red Bulls player Felipe Martins for just blasting Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> I didn't see that. What was it? Yeah, Zlatan. So Zlatan brought uh, Milan back against Juve, right, right? Right. And after the game, basically said like, "I'm the president and the manager and the best player on the pitch, but I'm only paid to be the manager, unfortunately. And it's unfortunate the situation in the world right now because these this is like the last chances that fans will get to see me before I move on." And so Felipe went on Twitter and said, I'm so glad you're not an MLS anymore. <laughs> and he is, okay, well, glad this is, look, this is an opportunity. Zlatan will go down in history as one of the greatest players ever. And, right. and absolutely, as absolutely 100%, the biggest dick to ever play maybe any sport, but certainly the sport of soccer. I mean, there is no bigger asshole. I, well, I mean, short of, well, there have been racists. And, but I'm talking about oh, just right. like, but just, just as a person. You know, not, like, not, not you're evil and need to fucking. But, as, I mean, like, he makes Mario, well, Mario Balotelli is a, is a damaged soul. Zlatan is, he's, he, he has no fucking excuses. He's just, a, just an asshole. But God, yeah. is he is he beautiful to watch? Isn't he beautiful? Oh, to he's watch? so oh, he's yeah. thirty eight and still scoring goals in Serie A, and I don't know where he's going after the end of the season. I have no clue. I can't come back here. That's for damn sure. No, I don't know. No. He hasn't burned bridges in Australia yet. He can go have fun there. You really think it? He, no, he's not going to Australia. No, he's not going to Australia. They are, he's <laughs> Melbourne's back on lockdown. The A League might not be happening. He, he'll go. You know what? He'll go to China and. 
you know, they'll pay him. Well, oh no, they can't anymore because now they're no. uh, they're salary cap for the former players. So they unless they gave him part ownership of the team, um, which you know, who the hell knows. Um, and he and he will, and he won't go back to Sweden. And then they just move his statue too because it was getting like vandalized. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sad. Oh, so sad. It's nice that it's nice that we can like you know three very different club ideologies and even a couple of rivals here, and we can all agree on one thing: that Zlatan's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he gave me and he gave us three titles. Yeah, he's yeah. still a yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I am including the Community Shield. Of course you are. You are. Well, yes. okay. I, I should I should rephrase. Zlatan's a dick until he wins Tottenham the trophy. Right. Then I love that guy. Right. Hey, he could go to Tottenham. It's free transfers. Danny, Danny Levy special. Hey. Oh, after we sell Harry Kane to City, we can afford his salary. So that's that's cool. Um, let's talk about that. Um, we might as well go there. So as 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 uh, we were saying before we started recording, I, I mentioned that you know. It's weird, the last couple of matches, just the last couple, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, it feels like, you know, years ago, United's United, and looking like United, Arsenal, even today, for, I mean, other than the red card, for that first half, looked like Arsenal, doing great, Chelsea looks like Chelsea, and Spurs looks like Spurs, as Zach pointed out, and Spurs is back to being Spurs, um, What's where do you want on? to start? I mean, do you want to start with Sheffield? I mean, how much time do you want to spend on this? Because I could do the whole hour. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's interesting to talk about because it's starting early for Jose to throw in the right. players under the bus. And that was like, un- sorry, I'm going to say this. That was fucking uncalled for. Like, it was. What, what part, though? What part? Well, did, like, Because here's the thing. I thought after the. So he was right. He was yes. right over the weekend Ish. that the goal does look. We're VAR. Uh, we need to do like a summer day on VAR because I'm 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 just can't at this yeah. point. I'm I'm so over yeah. it. But Tottenham were playing. Yes, they were down one nil, but they were they were out playing Sheffield. They were, and Kane's goal. I don't know. Should have counted. We oh, all know it should have counted. Yes, it was absolutely. ridiculous. Absolutely. But you and yes, you're human, and I'm not trying to. I don't want to take the human element out of it that, yeah, that's a real big momentum shift and it's very frustrating, but you are professionals. You've got to get off the mat, right? It's like when you're a boxer and you're won the first four rounds and you take a shot to the chin, that can't be, can't be the end of the fight, right? Like if you can get up, you've got to get your momentum back. So he was right to do that. And as much as Tottenham fans were annoyed on Monday, he was right to play the tactics he did because he had one of two choices, either do what Harry Redknapp talked about all those years ago and find the deadwood in the squad and kick them out and say, go train with the kids and I'm playing whoever. Pochettino even did it, right? And whatever results come or stop the bleeding, get three points going in to the Thursday and then the Arsenal game. He chose the three points and that's Jose. He's going to do it. It does bring up, again, questions that we've talked about when the perfect manager for the Tottenham job right now where you need a reset and play younger guys is a guy like Pochettino, not Mourinho, who wants to win. But even the way that Mourinho talked about the Hugo Lloris son, you know, he was was right. He was 100% right about that. But the problem is he's so disingenuous that nobody believes it. Like... Uh, 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 anybody other than him, I think you certainly an English coach, but even anybody else, you because he, he was. But remember, right. Tim Sherwood said this exact same thing about a lot of the guys who were in the Tottenham team. Chelsea just spanked them four 0 and it's that real famous interview where Sherwood says, "We don't have enough gut, and everyone wants to be friends with each other." Who was in that team? Vertonghen, Larice, right? Some familiar names. Well, here we are again. And Mourinho essentially said, he challenged Hugo Lloris, you're the captain, do this. And I thought it was even, I thought the guys, you know, it was either, I want to say it was Craig Burley on ESPN. It might have been Sky because I watched comments from Sky, NBC, and ESPN, right? And they said that with the empty stadiums, and this would not have, it would have unfolded differently if 
there were supporters. You wouldn't have seen it happen. They would have waited until the tunnel, but because they can't hear anything other than each other, Sun heard Larice, whatever oh, he said. Oh, that's interesting. And so it instead of like Mourinho being able to grab Sonny right away as Larice has come in right from goal, you could have grabbed him, taken him in, gone to Larice, talked to Larice's captain in the tunnel, and maybe even cooled things off. But because they couldn't, it was like whistle blew and the bell rung and they were ready to go. So if you and also if you listen to former players, whether it was Robbie Earl or whoever, right, they all said this happens all the time. You just don't see it and you don't hear it. But that's it. This happens right. all the time. So also winning fixes everything. Who knows what happens if Larice concedes to in the second half. Right. Uh, but I really did not have a problem with the way Mourinho addressed it because he's not going to give up on now look they lose on thursday it might be a different story but he's not giving up on this season yet even though they're obviously not getting in the champions league he is still going to go for wins as ugly as they're going to be and everyone's gonna have to get over it like all these tottenham fans bitching and moaning about the style of play it's like guys this team's not good hey listen and that is they're just not good that's to tell what you. that's what you got listen we've we've every this is not brain surgery about jose Mourinho. Mourinho right. doesn't have a style of play he takes what he has, looks at the opposition, and sets up for the opposition. He is staggeringly successful at that. And where Wenger fell Wenger was always going to play the way Wenger played. We play our game no matter what and failed. I mean, by the last few seasons, you can't sustain that. The problem is it's well, the way Mourinho plays is incredibly unrewarding. It gets boring, it, you know, but like you say, it gets you wins. It, I can it, it I do think it it says something with how listless they looked without Delhi on the pitch, right? Because who was the best midfielder in the game in that horrible game on Monday? The best midfield player was Harry Kane, and when Harry Kane can play that role and he's got Delhi running off of him, I think you would have seen even a few more fluid attacking sequences, right? And Look, Deli Alley is not the playmaker that Erickson was. He's never going to be that type of guy. But just to have him in the team, I think, changes things. And it does whatever happened, whether you want to, you know, military service or whatever. Son looks terrible. He looks awful. And if it's Mourinho, if it's Mourinho dropping him back, and that's what's affecting this, then so it is what it is. And now's the time to sell Son because Mourinho's probably not leaving in September. But that's a conversation for a different day because right now Sun's got to up his level because he just he looks like a mid-table player after he was a guy who was scoring Champions League goals against City a year ago. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly because of what you've said though that there's not two guys in that don't belong in this team. There's a lot more. Right. Right, that's what and I was just what, Right. So, like, do you sell Harry Kane? Do you sell a guy who's often injured, who might not be best for this style, who you could, like, in a crappy year, you could still cash in on him, right? Right, right. And bring in four guys. I don't know. We've, I, mean, I, get, I don't know. It's, you know, it's because it's still Daniel Levy buying players. And the last time we did this was Gareth Bale's Magnificent Seven. But, right realistically, what are you going to do with Harry Kane anymore? Like, how far are you going to get if you keep Harry Kane and you add a few more youngsters? He's going to be 30 in a few years. So, it's, it's these are difficult conversations, and you know, the, the most difficult conversation, and you and I have talked about it before, was Levy and Pochettino should have come out a joint statement, like when the Colts retired... <laughs> when the Colts cut Peyton Manning, right? And it was the most respectful release in the history of sports. Yep. They cried. They said no one will ever wear this jersey again. Pochettino and Levy should have agreed to a buyout of whatever terms. And in July, they club statement that they're both parting ways. You bring Mourinho in. It was always Levy's dream. You give him a transfer market, right? A summer window. It's pre-pandemic. He figures out who he wants and doesn't want and plays his style, and that would have been best for everyone. Because the result now is 
Mourinho saved the season. They were relegation fodder with Pochettino. They were. I love the man. Uh, I, love I think everybody. that's an exaggeration. They were 14th. They had the worst form. And what was it? They would, I think if you were just doing calendar year league results, they were something like 17th or 18th. Yeah, yeah. They were bad. Their league form from January through November wasn't like they weren't on a slump. They were terrible. It yeah, was like, like it, they needed this. They needed something. They did, but the pro, but the the issue is like you say, the the yeah. I mean, like I there's something as much as I I want Pochettino to go back. I want them to. I but you know I I say this all the time. The problem at that club is not was not Pochettino. It's not the players. It's not Mourinho. It's Levy. He's right. He's he. He's like one of these – he's like Eddie Howe, I guess, is a good example, you know, where you're great in that, in that environment where you're, like, struggling and fighting. But then when you – if you hit the, the, the big leagues, well, that's – now you're playing by different rules. And, Pot, and, and Levy had – now he had expectations on him, and he had, you know, from the fans about resources, and he just hasn't – has he's still Daniel Levy and the the Paula Dabala thing I think was the last straw for a lot of people and I think it might have been the last straw for players right the not he that was done they had it like basically right. it was like that joke of all you had to do was hit send on the fax machine and he read it over one last time and didn't do it but that's it like this was like a likeness contract it wasn't even wages it was something ridiculous right that's right that's right i remember that now so like yeah. there are even like i have never really been levy out i joke on twitter sometimes about it but i never really have been because the alternative you know the devil you know is better than the devil you don't but we are at this point with the new stadium you can't keep having to reset like a full-on reset every five years and right now yeah. we're having it's going to be the third full-on reset in a decade that's unacceptable especially and now the, and the yeah. weird thing is you look at arsenal so let's let's flex over to arsenal and then that'll take us seamlessly into united and then that'll take us seamlessly into chelsea i've got this whole planned. i've actually heard notes <laughs> okay so arsenal was looking wayward would be the only word to describe them up until a few weeks ago and right. now you started to see a couple of things. First, you, we're, what we're clearly starting to see is there are guys who are good, who are worth something, who have no business being on that team for whatever reason. Guendouzi is the obvious because he's a discipline problem. He's a head case. Let him go. Maybe Ozil, who I love. He doesn't belong in the side. There are guys who do belong in the side. And Kedia, despite the red card. And by the way, I know people are bitching about VAR, and they were right because Jamie Vardy had a, had a nice shout-out, should have probably gotten the red. But for, for whatever it was, in Kedis was – but, you know, there are guys who we, – we're back to that point where we need to take a couple guys out and slot in a couple new guys. And – but more importantly, it's because Arteta is – it's like – who was it? Who was it? Was it? Was it? Um, was it Tony Dungy at Indianapolis? It was somebody in the NFL who was like, who tried to do that thing where it's like, and they wrote a book about it. It's like, just do what I'm telling you. If you see a guy's foot pointing this way, just you know, this is how you react. Just I'm telling you what to do based on these little clues that you'll see. And that's what Arteta is doing. He's laying out these strong game plans that said Banger never did. And that's why I think Arsenal's starting to look good. But that's because they tried to patch it together and they tried to keep the glory days going for so much for so long. And now it's finally looking like at least they have some clue, although the fucking the front the front office at Arsenal is still a mess and we don't know what's gonna happen with that. Well well, you know I'm curious to see how you, you respond to today. Cause that was like that was snatching a draw from the jaws of, of three points, right? So, like, what? How do you respond? That was yours. Yeah. Even I mean, come on, the slightest of margins for that goal, right? We're talking half of yeah. a breath, yeah. and he's offside. Yeah, and like, I mean, I thought you should have been up at least two a half. Well, that's so. the thing. I mean, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Schmeichel was absolutely kept them in it. Look. I, I, as an Arsenal fan, you know, I don't, I, I, by the way, I think I mentioned to you the stupidest thing I ever did was, 
you know, follow all follow Arsenal Twitter, yeah. and now I shut that off. Like I don't anymore <laughs> because it's stupid. Um, but it's like today was fun. I have zero problem. I have zero problem. The way we looked in the first half, the fact that Aubameyang, I think there's a good chance we're going to keep Aubameyang. I don't think. Yes, he wants two hundred fifty thousand a week. You know what? In this environment, it's not crazy. Give it to him. You know, the cost of replacing him and the transfer fee is, you know, you're not just pay him. Um, but uh, I just, you know, the second half, we're tired. We didn't look great. All right. The, you know, we had a, a it was unfortunate. I don't think it was nasty, but you got the red card. Hey, listen, it's Lester. It's quality. So I, but again, like you say, the next one is going to be, the next one is is on Sunday against you guys is going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see that played in an empty stadium because there is genuine dislike between the clubs. You know, right. I don't think I, on a uh, personal just, level, just, but off the subject of that though, I have to say I think Jamie Vardy might be like one of my worst takes on a guy ever because. That you know, three four month wonder, and now look at him on a hundred well, Premier League goals. Like wow, I was wrong I, about I, that we, guy. I think we all we all were. Yeah. I mean, we nobody expected this, and no, I and and but let's and then also I'll give you my hot take was a year a year and a half ago I was like okay he's done now you know it's same like, okay yep he just keeps scoring just keeps he is like somehow he's. I don't want to say overrated, but like still the most underrated, uh, still the most underrated player. But like you wouldn't like for Arsenal or Tottenham or United, you wouldn't be like, yeah, give me him. You know what I mean? Right, right. But but he's Bro. but but he's still so ridiculously now. underrated now. Right? Yeah. Now today, I'm saying. Today. I mean, I know Arsenal were in for him and would have killed for him, but um, he's he's a little bit like. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Sheringham, you know, <laughs> like I mean, he puts himself in the right positions, right, where to score. Well, that's and, I, I mean, mean he can't. That's why he scores. I mean, he's he's not the most gifted player, but he knows he knows how to move around the box. Yeah, yeah, um, but that, um, but like I said, that does take us seamlessly into uh, United, and again, you now also you look like you have players who are actually good and want to be there. Um, I mean, should we start with uh, the front three, Martial, uh, Rashford, and, and Mason Greenwood? Start, start anywhere. The glory days are back, right? That's, I mean, where, it's crazy. Uh, that's what it is. I mean, and thanks to Arsenal today, uh, even with the drawer, we, it's, we control our own destiny. So um, the front three, uh, I think, have 55 goals this year amongst them and uh, is the most prolific front three in the Premier League. Uh, if you add up all the goals, um, so. But I, I would, I would also, you know, as I, I, I have not unfiled United Twitter, um, so yeah, the nonsense that's, yeah, yeah, the nonsense that's getting spun around there is that you know we don't need players anymore that we're we're gonna win the league next year we're gonna roll over people um, is kind of nonsense but, like I said the glory days are a little bit back um, yes it's Bournemouth yes it's the lower competition but this is what we need to see right we need to see. We haven't beaten these these teams in in this fashion since since Fergie left. Right. I mean, we we've always been inconsistent. We always turned up against City, against Liverpool, against Spurs. You know, well, we never turned up against you know Bournemouth and Brighton. I mean, we lost. I mean, we lost to Bournemouth. We lost to Watford this year, even. And look, I mean, earlier in the year. And I think it's just just happens when you bring in when when you buy the right player and one that one player is Bruno and it like you said, everyone's happy. Pogba's hey, happy let me and everything else. Let me ask you something though, and and I don't. Am I wrong? I'm, I'm I'm asking you if I'm wrong. I'm still not sold on Ole. I'm still not sold on 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 Solskjaer. And I am I wrong to not be sold? Like I don't know that he's doing anything special there. But what is it going to take you must to, be, to believe it? But he though? must be. I don't know. That's the thing. Like what am I? I mean, what am, beat, what am I waiting for? He beat City today. He beat City. He beat this week. This year. Three out of four times, he's beaten Chelsea three times. Maybe fourth coming up in the FA Cup. The only team he hasn't beaten is Arsenal. 
He lost twice. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know what else he needs to do. Is only be consistent against the lower teams. He's doing it now. Um, he has a, and and the players. I mean, the players are responding to him. It seems that you know everyone's happy. Apparently, there's a new theory out there that. Mourinho was 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 pressuring Pogba to be the creator, and Oli's t- telling him to take a step back and be p- more patient on the field. I don't know if it's Oli's calmness to the players, and they're just responding to him because they did. I I also heard that Oli's also privately yelling at them if they make mistakes. He's not just doing. He's not doing it publicly, and the players are respecting that more. Um, you know, I think it's just how Oli is handling things. Um, in a very Fergie way, I think you could say you could say you could say that because he's also re-energized re- the academy. Nicky Butt and him have been working closely together, and you know there's a bunch of young guys that are coming up that probably loaned out that will provide the depth that we need. But we, I mean, they're very young kids. Some of them are 16, 17, 18 years old. That you could see them building something here. Um, that I'm not going to say, listen, we're not going to say this is not going to be the Fergie years. Not That's never going to happen. But you're going to, you might be seeing Ole building something that is going to be set up in a way that the next manager comes in and he's going to be just ready to go uh, and be able to compete for titles every year and compete for champion, Champions Leagues and not worry about Europa and be cons- and constantly be in the top four or top three because I think Fergie never was fourth, I think. Um, when the Premier League started, but I think you're gonna it's up. I think there's positivity. I think people who are always only out will always be only out, no matter what they do. I think it's yeah. it's, and I think he's slowly proving it to people. I think it's just that he doesn't have a name yet, and he hasn't won anything yet. If he starts winning things, then people are gonna be like, he was the right choice. Interestingly, you guys are facing. You got Villa tomorrow. Um, Thursday, I thought. Uh, sorry, Thursday. Yeah, I'm Thursday. My days. Thursday. You got Southampton. You got Palace. Sorry, mm-hmm. I can't read my own notes. Palace. Yep. Uh, then you got the FA Cup final, the semifinal. And then you got West Ham. And then you got Leicester. You guys got a pretty decent running. Like, you got to be looking at. Shout out to Daniel Levy for not paying for Zaha, by the way. Thanks again, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> great. Just a great, another great stellar business decision. I can. Yeah. I, I, I want to add from an outside perspective to answer Steven's question. The reason you don't believe in Ollie is the same reason I don't believe in Ollie. If you would have asked this question on February 23rd, right, when we still weren't sure how bad thing, we had no idea that we were going to be on lockdown. And, you know, they were still playing games in England with supporters in the stands. This conversation looks a lot different. And this is n- nothing about right now is normal. I, Steven, I think, feels the exact same way I do, that I need to see this over 15 to 20 games in a standard season, if there is one, because all of this right now just feels like this really strange, pre elongated preseason, that it's, like, almost weird that the points still count, because, like, if every team, if we were to know the relegation spots after... I don't know, 36 match days. Would you really be that pissed if they just called this off? Because I sure wouldn't. Right. And I know they're not going to do that because of TV rights, but that's why I feel like it's not even disrespectful. It's more like I, I really like watching United right now. They're really fun. But you still have in the back of your mind that, like, this looks more like a video game than real life. Like, let me see what happens in October. Right. And that maybe again, maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's how I see. United but there is right something, now. there is something very interesting going on here. There's one. I mean, we're a lot of people are focusing on Leicester and how the troubles that Leicester seem to be having, and 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 by the way, I think today they could take a lot of encouragement from that. But it doesn't it doesn't answer any of the any any of the concerns going on, and it's surprising because I thought Brendan Rodgers has been doing a nice job. But the more interesting team that seems to be really showing wear and tear that you really got to worry about for next season is City. City looks like they are about to start breaking into a lot of different pieces, like having a core of, you know, eight absolutely world-class players and then trying desperately to fit in anybody to make it work. Um, you know, that, I, well, uh, they're on a different 
type of beach though right that like they went and they're they're so strange in the way that they just dismantled arsenal and handled liverpool right it 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 feels like they can still get up for certain moments but can't for others and it, i i don't know if it's the champions league thing maybe maybe they like they really feel like oh crap this is it like yeah. we're actually going to be banned and that's it. And maybe maybe they're seeing, you know, Pep has them wanting to really play Arsenal, really, really fight versus Liverpool because the Champions League's still there for them this year, even if it's not for the next two. I don't know. That's just, I can't. There's two, they're too good still. I can't just like they are, right? think that they're going to be in complete trouble next year. But I wonder like how much of, how much Pep is just like full on, August right now, yeah. I, they, I mean, they really need defenders. I think that's their yeah, yeah, really their yeah, killers, yeah, right? yeah, they, yeah. They, That's their weakest point. They, they really. I mean, they've tried to get McGuire. They've been trying to get players in, but they really need a. They really need a couple of defenders in that in that back in that back. Cause even with Silva gone next year, you have Phil Foden come fighting, come whatever his name is, fucking coming in. Um, and he looks like he's going to be a player. So I think you know. City, City could, City could easily just run away with the next year too, like Liverpool did this year because they don't have to worry about Champions League. Right. Well, I mean that and, is that's and prove a point and prove a point that we mm-hmm. are this good. You know, they they it could either piss them off or it could be like Raheem Sterling and say I'm not going to play for you because you know in Champions League I'm one a transfer out, which he did say he did say that earlier. Wow, it's. But, uh... But back I, to your only point, I, uh, yeah, yeah, Zach, I think I think you guys also are, are and I get your point because you're like the the United benefited from the break big time, right? Because they got their two at, before Bruno came in, their two best players back healthy, and right. it could be a totally different story in March because you know even they were on a a twelve game on bean streak now uh, before that, but before the break, but they, and I get your point that you know these games could have been a lot different if Rashford and Pogba were not playing because they weren't going to be coming back this year. Or Pogba maybe in April. And Sanchez isn't coming back, so you got that to look forward to. I know. Antonio is doing uh, us a favor, apparently, because he wants them back. I don't even know why, but he's back. And David Moyes is going to do us a favor because if West Ham stays up, which I'm going to be rooting for West Ham the rest of the year, he wants Phil Jones and and Lingard. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, like, it's like... Perfect, great news all around for United this time. You know what? You know what? You know what? Lingard at West Ham, I don't think he's crazy. I think in a club like West Ham, Lingard does okay. He's he's not he's not he's not fit to shine the boots at, at United, but at West Ham, does you know. anyone really do well under David Moyes at West Ham? No, that's, that's, in a, good this, yeah. that's like, a good point. God, fucking poor David Moyes. I mean. He had this perfect little life at Everton. He only ever had to be in sixth place, and everybody was happy. He, you know, he poked his head up above the above Man, the if y'all want to have fun, go, go back to those old podcasts, though, because we all thought he was <laughs> I did. Wait, I we, he all... Was... we all, I believed in David Moyes going to United. I 100%. Oh, I want to go listen. I probably did. No, I didn't because I remember. I remember clearly saying you never want to be the guy who replaces the guy. You want to be the guy who replaces the guy who, who replaces the guy. No, that's right. That's right. And then it was Josie, and then you just didn't like it at all. Oh, that house. Sorry. Listen, out. I'm never. I'm never. And and all those people who said, I mean, seriously said, oh, Arsenal would Arsenal fans would have loved Josie. No, we wouldn't. You know, it's like. And by the way, I also know that I'm the guy who's been saying up until about two and a half minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad we didn't get Klopp. I think he's a fantastic manager. I really do, but I don't think he's right for Arsenal. Yeah, so I was that guy. I recognize that I'm that fucking idiot. But, you know, I Jose is, he's, he's, no. I mean, we got enough trouble. I got enough trouble with Smile and Stan and the front office. <laughs> I, don't I don't need to add to the dysfunction. Um, but, anyway. Um. Uh, we, 
we have god it's like we actually we have, can we have sports oh. to talk about now so do it's you like, want to transition yeah. to uh the greatest the, to the, the best player in the premier league since the restart who's captain that? america 21 year old oh Christian my god Phillips, of course I, of baby. course those are my notes i mean i mean this is not like watching brian mcbride's fulham is it i mean this yeah. is this is something oh, totally different you know, I, I didn't so – I, I can't ever remember the guy's name. He, he does, like, the on-air pregame segment and he writes for NBC Sports Soccer. But he's the one who wrote, like, Pulisic has been the best player since June 17th. And at first I kind of dismissed it, like, have you watched United? But I don't know. I actually thought about it for more than a second. And it's like, you know, he could even – he should have four goals in five games. Absolutely should. And he could even have more. He's just, it, this isn't some case of like this really tremendous athlete blowing by people. Like, like Lampard talked about it after the win, right? Like he's doing exactly what world-class players do, putting himself in position to score and then finishing. Like he, he's a dream for them right now. Talk about the, uh, the hiatus really just kind of, I mean, this is, he's 21. Who knows what would have happened, but right. this like completely changed this guy's career fun. track. But who else at Chelsea is, 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 is kind of setting everything on fire. Olivia Giroud. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's Jason. You, yeah. I mean, I, you both really, it's like in a weird way, this weird kind of, you know, gap for, you know, this COVID gap, it's really kind of thrown things off and you're seeing like Pogba suddenly coming alive, suddenly becoming this, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, this guy who's, Hey, I'm happy. I'm happy here. And, you know, Arsenal's having this, this little reset and Leicester kind of losing their way a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's weird. It's fun. It's I'm having fun. I gotta say, I'm having a lot of fun and watching baseball and, MLS and and every and all the train wrecks here. Um, I mean, Zach, zero what were you positive you said tests. T- Sorry, you were, what were you saying? No, no, you you were going to say tomorrow is going to be a fun day. Yeah, what Wednesday. Wednesday is expect. Well, Wednesday for sure. ESPN confirmed it that um, the Ryder Cup is going to be postponed. It was supposed to be in Wisconsin in September. The Ivy League Ivy League coaches leaked on Monday that the football their football season is going to be at least postponed and turned into a conference only schedule uh, starting in like February, probably not, but they'll hope. And the uh, Patriot League, another smaller league is expected to follow the Ivy League. They just don't want to, no one wants to be first, but the Ivy League doesn't care because they play by their own rules. So it, uh, it's getting bad. The Brooklyn Nets are, I don't know if you all saw, are running out of players. Yeah, go to Florida. Yeah, but yeah, they they uh as we were on the as we were talking before uh they all they landed in Orlando right now. They said still all but, six um, of them. Yeah, basically. I yeah. mean, uh, the, the I saw something like uh oh, it was Sportsnet or something from Canada, basically like taking shots at the United States, saying you know. This is why the NHL picked Edmonton and Toronto. Florida cases are terrible. Nashville break, uh, outbreak. Uh, obviously, Orlando Pride missing the NWSL Cup. SC Dallas are out of MLS. We'll see if how long this goes. Uh, everybody, every baseball insider who does a radio hit, they don't write it. They might not even tweet it. But anytime they do a radio hit, whether it's on CBS or WFAN or here in Cleveland, they all say they're not playing 60 games. No one thinks that they're getting the season. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if you try to do 40 and do this really weird tournament. No clue. To see the Premier League with zero positive tests and how well they're, they're doing this does at least give me hope that I don't I, – I think Europe is – going to be complicated and I don't really understand how you're going to have seasons like normal or even World Cup qualifying but I'm fine without it I don't know about you guys like I'm fine if there's no worlds if if they push all international I couldn't give a shit I I couldn't well I mean because why would why do we care I mean it's like 
Sorry. I mean, at the end of the day, we all follow our clubs. We all we all have countries that we follow. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't care about the international tournaments. I just don't. Um, I think what's what's frustrating, though, like for us, because, you know, we're not dum-dums, is like a month ago, we were coming on here like yelling like, yo, MLS has got to get a different site. This ESPN wide world of sports thing in Florida is going to be a mess. They're already they said that people are going back to work, not knowing their test results down there. And the NWSL is fine. They, yeah, Orlando pulled out, but Orlando pulled out because of dumb decisions from individuals, not because right. of how the league or the club handled a, a situation. Right. And you're just thinking, like, is there any way we could get MLS to, like, Alberta? And I know the Alberta uh, director of health or whatever it turned, didn't turn the NHL down, but kind of recommended that please go to those other provinces. You just look at MLS and you're, you're trying to think of like where could they go and get out, but it's too late. It's now. too late. It's too late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, no, it's it's, done. I mean, I yeah. mean, it was, it's, it's, the decision was everybody saw the writing on the wall, but you know, it's like, it's weird because everybody predicted that the UK would keep exploding and, and not that by European standards, they're not doing great. By American standards, they're doing fantastic, you know? Um, and so it's like, surprise, surprise, they actually, did get it under control. Um, I mean, it's just so, it's so fucking idiotic. It's just, it's all down to the masks. I mean, 20 years from now, people are going to, 20 years from now, every one of these assholes is going to say, oh yeah, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't like him. And I wore a mask all the time. Every one of these assholes is going to say, I mean, it is, I mean, it can't be simpler. You look at those maps, states that have mask rules are green. And the states that don't have mask rules are orange. So you tell me. I, I still continue to be fascinated by the NFL because the NFL is doing this really weird dance, right, of like there's not going to be a preseason. Training camps aren't opening on time. They're just like no one thinks they are. But they're very much working as if somebody who speaks to the president often believes that a vaccine is coming by the end of the year. It is that's how they're. The I mean, a hundred million of them, though. Yeah, I'm not, not saying like that didn't come about the end of the year. I don't think so either. But that's how they're operating. They they think they're going to have fans in December. Yeah. I'm just telling you, that's what they that's how I mean, they're acting. They're Hal, not, Stein, they, Hal Steinbrenner is saying there's going to be fans in Yankee Stadium this year. I don't know where he's smoking. No, I will. <laughs> that's like that weird thing too, though. Of like, this is where I, I don't want to be. I want to encourage them, but this is where you get like the people who say fake news and you kind of can look at them and go, I get it. The Illinois governor came out and said that outdoor sports venues could be filled to like 20% capacity with like limited concessions, right? If you actually read the order, the Cubs and White Sox can't. They can't congregate. You're not allowed to congregate inside or outside of the ballpark. It's the same thing with the Yankees and the Mets. Hal Steinbrenner Mm -hmm. did say that, yes. But if you actually look at the protocols from the governor, it's very clear that not only are fans not going to be allowed in, but they're going to have to find a way to keep them out, like outside of the gates, right? And City Field's a lot different. And obviously, Yankee Stadium, a lot different than like here in Cleveland. In Cleveland, you can actually stand outside of the left field gate and watch batting practice. You can watch a game oh, and wow. not pay to get in. Like you, it's a, it's a smaller ballpark, kind of like Camden Yards, right? Like there's areas. If I go on my roof, I can see home plate. Oh. How are they going to keep people out of there, right? It's not because it's not going to be a bubble. They, <laughs> Cleveland and other smaller cities. Francisco Lindor, who's going to make $500 million from either the Angels or the Yankees or whatever, rides his bike to the ballpark. It was, they tweeted it today. Oh, I wasn't that the way mask. Yeah, wear your mask, idiot. Right? <laughs> but, like, the other day, seriously, on Saturday, we were walking. We wanted to just kind of go over. It's, it's a nice walk by the ballpark because no one's there. So don't have to, you know, not going to run into these people who are going to all the bars in the flats. And we turn around the corner and there's Mike Clevenger and three other Indians players with masks on. And we're like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, it's that's a, it's just the difference of like a real city compared to a town that calls itself a city. But like, <laughs> I don't know. No one is planning to have fans. And Ohio just said that 
fans can't even go to the golf tournament, the memorial on the 16th, right? And they were going to have 8,000 people with no seats. But for whatever reason, to get back to the main, the original point, I'm telling you, the NFL is acting like there's going to be a really big fix coming before the end of the year. Yeah. That's going to be widespread. I don't know why they're thinking that, but they are. Yeah, or at it, least they're it's... operating like they are. I think I mean, it just goes down to the arrogance of them, right? They, 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 nothing can stop them. That's like the big, you know, the big organization, the big institution. Or someone with a lot of powers telling them. And well, if, I, I wouldn't necessarily believe those stories, but I would understand why they, you know, would entertain them. I mean, it's no secret Goodell and Trump are talking, what, once every other week, do you think? Once yeah, month, but, like, but again, I, I, I have limited knowledge of this, but I think I probably have a little bit. I mean, it's nothing magical. It's not a secret. There are two. There are the two vaccines that right. are in that are in uh, clinical trials right now are that are in phase three trials. You can't it, it a phase three, a phase three trial takes what it takes. It's like it's not like, oh, so we would speed it up. It's like, no, it is by its nature what it is. And. They can't. They won't have the results. The, apparently, the AZ Phase Three trials are going on in Brazil right now, and they're doing. They're great. They're everybody's saying, "Yep, no problem." That that and the Moderna one, both in Phase Three, they they look like they do the trick and they're safe. But they won't be approved until the earliest, just because of time. They won't be approved until the earliest. I think they say until November. Wait and then, a minute, like you say, Wait, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Don't you know that it's called Operation Warp Speed, though? It's like, come on. You're not going to name something Operation Warp Speed and not go Warp Speed here, Steve. But, but, they, but, the thing, but, but, but no, but the thing is, it was Warp Speed because normally this kind right. of stuff takes 18 months to get into Phase 3. This took six months to get into Phase 3. And then, of course, there's, there's the Chinese military vaccine that's, <laughs> that's supposed to be... You know the funny thing is with the Chinese, it's like you, you know people don't realize how many how much of, how much of their drugs are manufactured in Chinese factories, um, and you know half of it half of that you know operation is really good, like amazingly good. The other half is like sawdust in, in, the, in, in the capsules. So we don't know. Maybe the Chinese military does know something uh, that we don't. But something tells me we're not high on their list to get the. Uh, Unless they want, unless, uh, of course, the flip side is the Chinese might go, yeah, let's give Trump a November surprise so he gets reelected and we get four more years of dealing with this clown rather than somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Um, and but, TikTok, uh, don't forget. Don't forget then, then uh, we would all be able to continue to use TikTok. So that's what's really uh, important. It's here. like this is, yeah, this is the battle. I want to fight. I want to fight a battle over the Confederate battle flag and TikTok, whether we could use TikTok. Which I just started using. Look, I mean, come on, man. Cut me some slack. I'm old. It takes me a while to onboard this new technology. I'm still not using that damn app, so you're ahead of me. <laughs> I can't be bothered. Honestly, I swear to God, I have no interest. Oh, gentlemen. I will, I will, I will not be using it either. <laughs> it's fun. If you get, it's not like Twitter. You can't follow 8,000 people. You got to just curate. You got to curate. That's what I found out. But anyway, on that note, we're almost in an hour or so. Um, it was nice gonna, to not pretend that this MLS thing is going to happen because I really didn't want to preview yeah, these whatever games. No, it's, it's just, it's not. It's, it's, okay, we'll see. Next week will be interesting. There um, you go. All right, Zach, Jason, thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. All right, later. Yep, later, guys.